This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Pini Yakuel. He's the founder and CEO of Optimove, provider of the science-first relationship marketing hub. His extensive experience in analytics-driven and customer marketing, business consulting, and sales, along with his innovative approaches to entrepreneurship, business building, and marketing have earned him recognition as a thought leader. Pini, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right. Tell us about Optimove. What does it do and how do you make money? So we make money by selling a SaaS software. Essentially, we work with companies. They pay us a monthly fee. That's how we make money. And, and we, what we do, we are, as you said, a relationship marketing hub. This means that we help brands to thoughtfully communicate with their customers at scale by leveraging, by leveraging machine learning and data science. So when every, every time they talk to a customer via one of the channels, whether it's, whether it's email, Facebook, Google retargeting, call center, whatever the one-to-one channel is, that conversation that they start with the customer is that much more meaningful and engaging because it's based on the data. It's based on the wisdom of the machines learning to understand really what drives customers to detect patterns, things like that. And what does the average customer pay you per month, would you say? Mm. So I would say that like our price point is around 130K a year. Okay. And that's pretty, that's pretty representative of what people would pay on average as well. That, that is the average. That is the average. Okay, so that's what is that? That's about ten point eight grand per month, something like that. Exactly. Do you, you make know. Do you make them sell or pay annual upfront, or can they pay monthly? So usually our, our default contract starts with the quarterly in advance. That's how we start. We're not the type of a company. A lot of companies are, you know, uh, strapped for cash, so they want to. So usually they want to get the money upfront for a year. And then the next year, there's this notion of renewal when you want to get, again, a big check for the next year. We've typically, we've built a business as a bootstrap, we're cash flow positive, we've always been profitable. So for us, we're not that, uh, you know, strict on that. So we can, so typically we do quarterly in advance. We can do monthly in advance uh, if they insist. Okay. So you're cash flow positive, bootstrapped. And when did you launch the company? What year? So the company was launched in 2009 as essentially, in a way, a consulting gig uh, around machine learning and data science and CRM automation. But everything we do today, we did manually with people and presentations and Excel files uh, throughout the years. Uh, for the first three years, we've accumulated money through this uh, agency business. And in 2012, we actually launched the brand Optimove, the software product Optimove. And we, I think a year more into the future, so 2013, we probably completed the pivot to fully become a SaaS business and not a, and not a service business. Okay. And over the last 12 months, what percentage of your revenue was SaaS versus agency model? Oh, no. So ever since that time, 2013, we killed the agency business. So today, at 12% of our business comes from services. 100, sorry, say that again. You cut out. 
12 today 12% of our business comes from services and 88 comes from from SaaS licensing. Okay. And what have you scaled to in terms of total customers? So we we walk today with around 300 brands. Uh, note that one customer can have more than one brand, right? Especially when you sign with a company that owns multiple brands or multiple entities. So it's 300 brands. It's it's on our site, and we're 150 people in the company. Okay, 150 people, 300 brands. Is that generally a one to one ratio though, in terms of company to brands? Like, do you have about 300 companies or no? No, no, no. That's what I know. So it's okay. a. I forget the exact number, but essentially it's a, sometimes a company could have more than one brand. Uh, I, I think the average is probably 1.4 or something. I okay. But it's, so you've got, you've got somewhere than around like 120, uh, companies, 300 brands, something like that. Not exactly, but let me keep some thing for myself <laughs> fair enough yeah because because <laughs> you know what i'm doing here i'm gonna do the math the hunter if you do have around 120 right times the acv you gave me earlier i mean are you, are you guys doing about you know north of a million bucks a month right now so you can uh, just uh, we we do you, you can think of 150 com- 150 people company and it is and it is profitable so you do the math and you can get pretty close. I, yeah, I mean, that math would give me, if I want to be exact, 1.6 million in monthly recurring revenue. Is that about what you're doing today? It's uh, no, but let me keep something for myself. Well, which just tell me which of those numbers are wrong. Cause they're, I'm just multiplying 150 times your ACV you gave me. Uh, no, so, so the ACV is, is right because I gave it to you and one of them is wrong. Got it. Okay. So I'm obviously too high on customers. I won't push harder there other than, I mean, can you give me a general sense of size? Are you, you know, less than 10 million or more than 10 million in ARR? No, no. Yeah. A lot more than that. A lot more. Okay. But South of a hundred million. South of a hundred million. Yes. (laughs) That's a big, that's a big enough range, right? Right. I mean, uh, it would be nice to get to a hundred million, but yeah, it's still South of a hundred million. Is that, do you, companies that million usually they don't have 150 people they have around 500 and north of that say that again to a thousand or something usually companies that do 100 million they have a lot more than 150 people not always i've interviewed a few that have around 150 200 yeah. people you're right no I, at least in the enterprise uh, software space right of course if you you can be like i don't know a money printing machine that can have uh, can do a ton of money with 50 people right but uh, in the entrep- in the enterprise software space it's a usually there's like a metric that says okay so how much you're making per employee there's like SaaS revenue per employee and typically that number you know goes between 150,000 to 220 something like that so and of course companies that raise money and pre-hire they tilt the odds so if you talk to a company that raised a lot of money and they pre-hired this will not indicate on the revenue we are we are, we've always been kind of like making more than the number of employees. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to 
schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings. Okay, I do them back to back. Very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. You know, the average SaaS company does 150 grand in ARR per employee. What you're saying is because you're bootstrapped, you're doing actually well north of that. You're better than average. I don't, I, I don't, I, I know the average is, I, I'm not sure. I know it ranges from 150 to 220 something. We checked it like a while back. There's, there's the, all these reports, you know, that you can get. But uh, I'm just saying that sometimes companies, uh, when they raise a lot of money, they pre-hire, for example, they can have like 100 employees, but actually make, uh, you know, 4 million in revenue in ARR. So yeah. this would be very misleading. Yeah, but you're, but you're, but you're bootstrapped. So you're not, let's not talk about that because that's, that's not your model. Uh, what, what I'm curious is, are you saying, are you saying you're beating that 150 to 220 range or you're in that range, you're average, you're with everybody else? We are in a good place in the range. Uh, and uh, another thing I want to mention, because you talk about the bootstrapping, we, so we've been bootstrapping all the way to like a year and a half ago in which we took our first round of growth funding of $20 million. Okay, come on. You can't lead me on like that, Penny. That's not bootstrapped. That means you've raised capital. After, after eight years. Yeah, but okay, I'll give you credit for that. But now you're on the dark side. I liked you way more a minute ago. You know that, right? Um, if I know that, no, I don't know that <laughs> most I'm from a society that idolizes fundraising. So I'm not sure that you, <laughs> I, the, the entrepreneurs that are most impressive to me are the ones that bootstrap their way and they make themselves very wealthy, totally bootstrapped. But I get what you're saying. I mean, you hustled for eight years. You said you just raised 20 million. Now is that, that's all you've raised is 20 million total. Right. Okay. Got it. So, so 20 million, you bootstrapped. And I mean, look, I can put a better minimum on this, right? So if you, you say you have 150 employees and you're in a healthy, you said a quote, a healthy area in the range between 150 grand a year in revenue to 220 per employee. I mean, at a minimum, you guys are, I mean, you're North of 22.5. Dude, you're obsessed with that number. Let's carry on with the interview. I'm absolutely obsessed with it, but if, because you're giving me data points that makes it easy, I'm just multiplying your team size by the minimum of the range, 150K. Okay, you can, you know, you can guesstimate whatever you want. Well, I'm not guessing though, Penny, I'm just using your numbers. All right, you want me to, you want me to what, to confirm a number or to, no, 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 on. no, 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 I just, I just want to, now I'm understanding because you just revealed that you've actually raised and now I'm thinking about to what you said, which is sometimes people uh, uh, hire up front and there's a lag time for growth, which is. No, but yeah, but that's not the case with us. That is not we, the case. Okay. Even after we raise money, essentially the, the company is still profitable, even after raising money. And we took the, you know, we took the, the round for various reasons. But if I would, you know, boil it up, it's mainly to. Essentially, I, I, I thought it was the right time to kind of like to gear up and acquire ammunition. And I felt that. Uh, Why did you feel that? Because we're in like, uh, you know, you know, the um, you know, conditions were perfect, right? You know, the, the flight of the Concord, 
in the in their song, but uh, check it out. Check it out. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty funny. But conditions were perfect. So we had Which like, conditions, uh, though? Our growth trajectory, the market maturity, the way we were perceived, the type of, uh, you know, what we were able to get in terms of kind of like maintaining the company's structure and the way it was going to run with the new investors, the investors' philosophy, which were aligned with ours, the way they, you know, their, their specific experience, which I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, all of those things made it to be a lot more appealing. And when you're looking into the, and, and there's a few more things you're getting from uh, from fundraising, right? You're getting an external credibility that you never, I've never had as a, as a bootstrap kind of like for eight, eight years. And you're getting um, the ability to buy companies all of a sudden because now your stock is worth something. Somebody paid something for it. So it's worth something. You can buy a company with the combination of cash and uh, your stock. Is that right? why you raised? It's one of the, again, it's like I'm saying, it's like if you do things at the right moment and uh, at the right terms, then there's many good positive outcomes that could come from it. One of them is acquisition that I couldn't do before. I'm doing now many things which are pretty more aggressive that I didn't do before. I'm still profitable, but there are some things I would never fund as a bootstrap because your state of mind and your mentality is more survival kind of a state of mind when you're bootstrap. Name one of those more aggressive things. Post funnel. So we've built a newspaper. We have our own publication that covers everything to do with relationship marketing. It's a separate brand called Post Funnel. And we've actually built a publication. A real magazine. A real magazine. You can check it out. Uh, it's called Post Funnel. Like everything happens after the funnel, hence relationship marketing, retention marketing. And, you know, we have external writers, we have an editor, we have uh, designers. We, we actually What's it cost you to run? It's like uh, altogether, this year it's around half a million a year. And you just put that into marketing expense? Exactly. Yeah. It's thoughty. I like it. I like it. It's a unique idea. I like it too. That's why I did it. Yeah. But probably with the bootstrap state of mind, I would have done Yeah, that makes sense. You... It's more of a survival, like you never know, right? You want to prepare for a rainy day. So even if you have some extra funds, you keep them and you you handle yourself differently, right? So it's a mind. Still, I'm not pre-hiring like crazy and I'm not changing my philosophy because of the fact that I've raised money, but um, I'm trying to, you know, always open my mind and listen to the investors and to best practices and see if it's a good fit for Optimove, but it that's the story. What payback period are you optimizing for today? And have you increased what you're willing to, you know, how long you're willing to wait to get that money back after you raised? You mean the investors are waiting to get their money back? No, no, no. Your payback period. So when you acquire a customer, how long you, you're comfortable waiting to make that money back? Oh, got it. Like CAC to LTV? Well, kind of, but it's payback period. A little different. Uh, I'll say we're good with a year. You're healthy. And, and has that drastically changed? Pre, you know, bootstrap mindset versus fundraised mindset? Yeah, I think before that we were, um, you know, we had like amazing CAC to LTV ratios because we got a, lot, a ton of business for word of mouth. So for many, many years, we've got like with very, with very limited marketing investment, we got, uh, got very strong, you know, business. And however, as you scale and as you grow, we came to the US like two years ago, slightly less than that, like one year, nine months ago, I moved here to New York. I'm in New York right now and I moved here and started the office. We have 20 people in the office here in New York today. And obviously when you go into new markets, then it's more expensive at the beginning, right? There's a, there's a diminishing return. Sure. So every additional 
you know, that you spend on a, on a new market, a new vertical, it takes you more time to acquire a brand equity and, 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 you know, good clients that give you, that refer you to new clients and provide you proper word of mouth. So that takes time, takes more money. Yep. And with, look, you told me earlier, your ACV is about 130 grand. That was your average. So to get it back in a year, that means you can afford to spend up to 130 grand to acquire. That gives you a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. What about, uh, what about churn? What about churn? So what is your churn for our customers? And, uh, and we, our churn is pretty good. It's pretty solid. Mostly uh, it's actually very, very good, but mostly when we lose business is because we have a, a very tight partnership with our customers. That's, that's mainly uh, established upon data. So we get their data from their databases, their first party data. And when it goes sour is when there's issues with their data and, and, you know, or there's kind of like a quirks in, in operations and the way that they send us data and it breaks and stuff like that. So this is when the relationship goes sour it's pretty rare, but other than that, uh, other than that, it's it's mostly mostly strong. So, so what I mean, what is mostly strong? Do you, do you care more about logo retention or revenue retention? I'm curious how you think about that. Yeah, revenue. Okay, so what what is revenue churn annually? Would I you say? Care, I, I do care a lot about. So on a monthly basis, we churn a 0.8 percent. That's not bad. Now, when you add back expansion revenue, is it still 0.8 percent net? Oh, you mean upsells? Yeah. So when you add your upsell revenue, does that no, more no, than make oh, up? No. So then we have, no. So then we have negative churn. For Got sure. it. So no. So this is only taking into account uh, the revenue that we lose on a monthly yeah, basis. It's, it's gross. It's gross revenue churn, not net. Exactly. No. The net is 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 that we have negative churn, which is great for us. But uh, how but negative are you on that annually? We do about. Yeah. So I think, I think we do, if you go to the other side, it goes to 0.5%. Got it. So you have, you, you mean when you say go to the other side, you mean you have a hundred point oh five percent net revenue expansion? No, we have, so if we have a 0.8% uh, churn, right? So we have plus uh, how much is that? It's 0.5. So plus uh, 0.3% on the other side. Got it. So that's 3.6% basically points over the year. Yeah. Over the year, it's times 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point three times 12. Yeah, the Delta. Um, interesting. That's cool. Um, what's growth? Last question here before we wrap up with the famous five. Uh, what's your what's your growth rate right now year over year? So we did we did mostly. So throughout the years, it's always been fluctuating, but it's always been uh, between 60 to 100 percent. OK. And you, you were in that range the past 12 months. Yes. Okay. That's great. Good growth. All right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? And good to great, Jim Collins. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? No, I'm very bad at it. <laughs> my my uh, my sister's husband, uh, he's like a big CEO back in Israel, so I consult with him a lot from time to time. And my wife's mother boyfriend is the ex CEO of Teva. Uh, he's 78, right? I call him her boyfriend. Did you say? Did uh, you say your ex wife's boyfriend? My wife's, no, my wife, did I say ex? I'm oh not God. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure as well. You can check on the recording. But my <laughs> wife's uh, mother's boyfriend, he is the ex-CEO of Teva, the pharmaceutical company. 
So he's like really global, you know, CEO leader and very experienced. So I spend a lot of time talking to both of them to gain experience. Very good. Uh, number four, or sorry, number three, what's your favorite online tool? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven and a half, seven. Pretty good. And what's your situation? Obviously you're married. Any kids yet? Yeah, two kids. Both of them are in bed while I sleep and kicking them, kicking me in the head or the butt or somewhere. <laughs> and how old are you, Vini? I'm 40. Just turned 40. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? So maybe I wish I would uh, study computer science and then I would build the product myself and not having to bootstrap through all the years. But on the other hand, maybe it made me who I am. So, but I was always, I was always kind of like in, in college, I was like, I'm a people's person. I don't want to sit in front of a computer all day. Guess what? We all sit in front of a computer all day. And uh, I studied math and operations research, but I wished I had studied how to code. There you guys have it from Pini. He wishes he would have learned how to code earlier on. Launched Optimove back in 2009. He bootstrapped for eight years and then raised 20 million bucks recently. They're growing between 60 and 100% year over year. Uh, they're north of 10 million in ARR. Super healthy economics. Churn is less than 0.8% uh, per month. That's revenue churn. Net revenue churn, 0.5%. So, or sorry, negative net revenue churn, which is great. Uh, they're willing to spend up to one year of ACV. That's 130 grand to acquire the customer. So a payback period of 12 is healthy. They're a team of 150 people. Again, making it easier for marketing teams to under use to use AI to understand and foster emotionally intelligent relationships with prospects and customers. All right, Penny, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Bye-bye.